Hello and welcome to this talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Priscilla Charles, and I'm very excited to be joined by our guest today in Studio Two, uh, Jameson Hoskins. So hi, Jameson. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. And um, so for those of you who wouldn't uh, know Jameson yet, Jameson is the linguist at uh, Hello Language. So you're very welcome, Jameson. And without further ado, let's get on to the show because I'm sure our audience is dying to know and get to know you a little better. So um, first of all, let's jump right into the discussion and start with this. You recently spoke at the Think Global Forum Technology in North America on June the 10th of this year. And uh, we had numerous senior executives, guests from worldwide leading organizations joining on the day. And uh, we were discussing a range of challenges and opportunities across a variety of industries. Um, how did you find the event? Because I believe that was your first time, right? Yeah, that was my, my first time being there. Uh, it was, of course, a uh, privilege to come and speak there, and I found it to be a great experience. Uh, it's such a, a good venue for discussing the sorts of things that as an industry we certainly care about and have to interact with, and to be able to have that, that kind of conversation with our colleagues, to be able to um, have frank discussions and honest discussions about the problems that we face, the, the, the difficulties, and also our successes and be able to share that with each other is always such a great thing, especially, um, you know, we have a very friendly community and to have an event that really supports that is, is absolutely great. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And we look forward to having you at our next event, hopefully in person. For sure, we would love that. <laughs> might be a little while. For the next it may one. be a little while. <laughs> might be online. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. So and now um, I'd like to dig in and uh, languages, if I may say, and the fact that you are a true language prodigy. You speak over a dozen languages. That's incredible. I mean, I, I started personally languages after high school and I, I stopped after uh, to move on to a different degree. And uh, I am truly impressed. You, I see on the Hello Language website, Spanish, Korean, Arabic, French, Mandarin, Russian, Japanese, German, Portuguese, Swahili, Indonesian, Hindi. Is that, are they all the languages that you can speak that are listed on the website? Yeah, uh, everything that Hello Language offers, I speak. Fantastic. So how, I mean, where did this passion for languages come from? How did it um, when I was 13, uh, I found on the internet, this was still like the early days of the internet, I found little short clips of tracks from a new album uh, by Christy Stasinupoulou, who's a Greek uh, musician. And I had never encountered anything so beautiful before, just the music and the words and, and her singing. And I was just driven at that point to understand what she was saying. It became so important that I started teaching myself Greek. And uh, from there, I just, I found more music, more poetry, more literature, more news, and I just, I needed to keep learning. And so I, I became part of language then, like it became like that, that drive of mine. That's fantastic. So you really self-taught yourself mm -hmm. a lot of these languages. And um, I suppose you also learned them in school at which, sorry. Uh, no, um, mostly everything is self-taught. Um, I, my, my, my experience in linguistics has always been about like self-teaching methodology. And so it's always been something that I've just done mostly on my own. Wow, that's fantastic. 
So I understand uh, the passion you want to teach to others. Um, and um, so we, we're talking about your passion for languages and what led you to work in this fascinating, fascinating industry that are languages, that is languages. Um, so you've developed your own accessible language teaching style. Have you used it successfully for students to teach your students for over 16 years? That's fantastic. Um, but you've also done translating and consulting for major businesses and startups. Uh, and uh, most recently you were the localization manager at American Express. So tell me a little bit about your background. How did you come to move from languages to to um, uh, consultancy, really, what, what is the connection? So I, I originally started working as a translator. Um, and so I, I was always part of the translation industry before I started teaching. But when I started teaching just sort of on the side, um, that was really where my passion for that really became such a focus. Up to that point, I had always just been interested in, in bringing things and making things more accessible to a different audience. And so my translation, my interest in being a translator was really driven by, you know, an appreciation for, for information, appreciation for media and for art um, and, and the culture that comes along with that. Uh, as, as sort of having the experience of being both a teacher and being a translator, it sort of drove me into those like different areas of the industry like project management and, and localization because there's a certain sort of awareness of the cultures that come along with this and the sort of ways that people are used to interacting with things or want to interact with things. And so that's really where, where that sort of drove me into that direction. Fantastic, thank you, yes. And, and uh, moving on to a new adventure that you embarked on a few months ago, uh, now at Hello Language. Um, you founded the organization, co-founded with Sarah Books, your business partner. So can you tell us a little bit about the organization and Sarah, who's not here with us today, uh, for audience who wouldn't be familiar with it, that would be great. Sure. So Hello Language is all about language learning with heart. Um, we are a, an organization that provides language instruction. We provide live classes. Um, we provide uh, soon in the future record pre-recorded video courses. And we provide, of course, free access to lessons through our social medias. Um, so our Instagrams, our YouTube. Uh, we, we want to make language learning accessible. We want to make language learning uh, available and we want to bring culture and the communities to together in order to create a more modern, fully technologically savvy and, and self-aware sort of language learning. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and is this something that you would, um, um, would you envision turning this into an app, for instance, for uh, anyone who'd want to, you know, could be, you know, puzzled on the street and trying to um, uh, interact with someone else. Uh, I've seen this type of model somewhere, uh, but you know, would you see, would you consider turning this into an app? Absolutely. Any, any we, there, there are plans. Um, we have plans. I, I have lots of ideas about the sorts of directions that, that I'd love to take this in. Um, within within applied linguistics, my m the thing that I'm most passionate about in in learning and teaching methodology is self-guided instruction, especially like um, apps and, and, and computer software. And so the way that we can create a course that is modern and accessible and adaptable to an individual in their background and experiences is always something that's very interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose not everybody um, 
how can I put this? When when trying to learn a language, not everybody uh, learns as easily as others. I I know for sure I I I I was trying to learn Russian and having huge difficulties with the the alphabet and the grammar, which was so different from Latin languages. And mm -hmm. uh, and I wish I had a. a uh, a different um, a teaching methodology for sure at the time, and I think uh, 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 this type of offers um, such as yours and uh, apps like this would be very helpful. Um, I also have someone at home who's trying to learn French, uh, my uh, my own language, and, uh, and who's finding uh, um, uh, self-teaching methodology quite useful. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, everybody has a different way of learning and. Uh, and uh, yeah, you have to have something for everyone. So now tell me about your role. I am, um, I'm very curious about your role, um, the linguist, what title should I say? So I understand that you get to design educational programs and materials, you teach students and endlessly talk about languages and linguistics. So um, how did you come, um, uh, how, how the linguist was born? Why, why the linguist, why this title? Well, chief linguistic officer sounds too corporate and like, you know, extreme overlord sounds too egotistical. And so I wanted to just keep it simple. This is, I, I am, I am only interested in the language and the linguistics of it. And so it's just what I am and what I do. And so. It just makes sense. <laughs> okay. And what about Sarah? What is, what is Sarah's role in the, Sarah's role in the company? So she primarily handles a lot of our administrative and 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 a lot of our media like background stuff. Um, she is also absolutely vital. Um, she is always going to be the first person to offer me criticism and suggestions. And so the way she is the 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 world's best support because anything that I have done well, she will be the first to tell me. And anything that I really need to change, she will be the first to tell me. And so we have a, a, a perfect working relationship in that sort of way. That's great. It's a great team effort, I can see. So and uh, now coming back to your role as dear linguist, um, tell me more about how do you get to help a global audience expand their language skills? I've seen some of your videos where you're speaking Arabic and explaining the roots, you know, and the grammar. It was very interesting. So what, what's the thought behind this? Well, so all of our courses uh, conform to the CIFR uh, standard, the uh, Common European Framework of Reference for Languages. Um, and so we try to make sure that the content that we create keeps to a certain standard so that students know uh, what they're getting into an expectation of what level they they're going to to come out with, which is very important. You know, if you're learning a language for business or immigration or education purposes, you need to be able to test and have that certification. And so this is a great help for that. Um, we also just really wanted to to make it more accessible, just in general, you know, some of these languages are, are very common. It's it's quite ubiquitous, I think, to find Spanish and French readily available, even in the United States, where where language learning is is not quite as popular. Um, but languages like Swahili and Indonesian are still very lesser taught languages, even though they're quite important, have millions of speakers, and so we just really wanted to make sure that. Uh, along with being able to help individual students within a classroom sort of setting, that we still were able to help learners everywhere of any kind have access to these sorts of things. 
Absolutely. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much. And speaking of learners, and what, what are the profiles of these students? Do you have a wide range of profiles, age rise? I'm just thinking, you know, um, like obviously it is, uh, as you mentioned, some of the language are maybe um, um, more popular in some areas of the world, but some others are uh, so um, uh, spoken in, by so many people. So do you have um, a particular demand more than others? Do, are you planning to bring other languages? And what is the typical profile of the students? Does it vary a lot? Um, it does vary a bit. One of our, our bigger markets, especially later, our bigger audiences are young people. Um, young people who are used to navigating the internet, who watch language videos on TikTok and, and learn phrases and, and, and have an interest in learning other languages and connecting with other cultures. Um, one of our other main audiences is actually um, middle-aged people um, who who have always had an interest in learning another language, but have felt for, for many years that they, they have been told that they are too old to learn another language. And it's always very sad to hear because it's not true. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's always kind of heartbreaking for me to, as a teacher to hear that because if you are in your 60s or your 70s and you've always wanted to learn this language your entire life, but you keep being told that you're too old, um, and now you have the op and now you're making that last chance to do it and and you still don't have that confidence in yourself it's quite it's i'm so glad that they've decided to to make one more time and to do it with me you know but i i it's sad that uh people believe that they they have a limitation because of that yeah of course no no one should believe that yeah no that's fantastic that's why it's fantastic to have um um um, a website such as uh, Helen Language that encourages anyone really, uh, and uh, there's no age to start in, to start uh, learning a new language really. So uh, yeah, and um, so now you you also say that um, your dream is to bring language and the cultures that come um, with it to everyone. That's very interesting. So in your opinion, why is it so important to to be able to bring the two together? Simply knowing a language and being able to consolidate the words together into sentences, it gives them a meaning, but it doesn't give them the true context that those exist in. And so when you have a knowledge of the culture together with the language, it, it has a certain honesty and genuineness and, and, and allows a, a person who wants to engage with other people and with other, other texts in a way that's more authentic. And and respectful and curious. And we, you know, being able to put the words together, anyone can tell a funny story in any language and you can translate that story. And if the story is funny, it's still funny, but the cultural component is what defines things like humor. And so jokes are, are hard to translate sometimes because things like puns and wordplay, and that's so important. And there are so many other areas than just humor that connect language and culture together. And so I think it's just so fundamental to, to meld these two together to really develop that sort of global community. Absolutely, yes. Especially for, uh, um, for people, as you mentioned, you know, whether it's for different purposes, whether it's an immigration or, you know, studying or a purpose of a job or anything to be able to understand um, uh, 
the kind of maybe the hidden meaning somewhere like the reference that you wouldn't know i mm -hmm. for sure know myself as um, having moved from france i wouldn't necessarily understood uh, some references uh, um, spoken uh, here and uh, and i think it's the same for everyone also i'm thinking of if you compare this if you think about how you know um, the treatment of the information or the, how something would be translated by you know in by a machine and that you know you'd always need a human behind to understand the connotation or what the meaning that is you know that a person would know uh yeah so mm -hmm. that, that is very interesting and very true yeah absolutely like if you took the lyrics to a milan farmer song and put them through google translate that wouldn't help you all that much <laughs> um it's so true and um uh, so now um what are what is the rest of 2020 what what does it look like for hello language tell me like i know i was talking about app or an app already uh, might be a bit of a secret project i don't i wouldn't want to spoil anything so do you have any projects on the horizon or anything um or anything you'd like our audience to know for this year any upcoming uh new videos or anything so for the rest of 2020, we are focusing on getting our, our live classes up and running. So those are coming soon. We're already up. Um, so we will be offering one-on-one -on -one and group instruction for all of our 12 languages. Um, and we're going to begin building up our, our repertoire and collection of our media, of our YouTube videos, and working on making those a little more lively. Um, uh, coming in the future, we hope to start bringing out new video courses. Um, one of, that I'm very excited about is our introduction to linguistics via creating your own constructed language. So it's a course um, to teach you linguistics, it's, but it does so by helping you create a language so that you too can have your, your Quenya and your Klingon, just, you know, your own personal one. That's fantastic. And um, will you, so I'm thinking of some of the models I would have taken in university. Will you be teaching phonetics, for instance? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That is one of the courses I remember I was struggling with uh, and that was um, very hard. So I'll definitely keep an eye on the website. <laughs> something to refresh my memory with. Uh, well, uh, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience today uh, that we would have missed or anything for Hello Language or um, our audience watching or listening today? Uh, you know, I just like to say, of course, thank you for having me here, but most importantly for for everyone listening, just keep learning languages like this is this is the future more connectivity. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jameson. Really appreciate your time. Um, so again, for everyone, you know, tuning in, uh, listening or watching, um, Jameson is the language as a hello uh, language. So please make sure to tune in again to listen to um, listen or watch uh, the next Vista Talk show where we'll be discussing more interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world.